Well, hello and welcome to the Free Mind Podcast with Seth and Nervoretti. This is Stephen Robles, and I have a special announcement right now. Uh oh. Popeye still does not have chicken sandwiches. Are you serious? <laughs> I've yet to try it. Maybe when they come back, I'll give it a shot. So right, you might have missed out, babe. You <laughs> may, know, you waited too late. For life. You snooze, you lose. Right? They it like, <laughs> what if it was the one catalyst that single-handedly takes down the Popeyes franchise? You know, <laughs> the oh whole my thing shuts. So many bad customer experiences. <laughs> Just upset. No, that's all in fun. But we do have some exciting announcements that we're gonna get to some good content in a moment. But I wanted to tell you about and remind you about Impact 360. And we talk a lot about their camps, their two-week camp called Immersion. But I wanted to point you to their one-week camp, which is called Propel. And this is based on leadership and discipleship. Again, this is for high school-age students from uh, rising freshmen all the way up to recently graduated seniors. And you can send those students to this one-week camp. It's June 21 to 27th, 2020. So this is next summer. And this one-week camp is focused, again, on leadership and discipleship, really concentrating on growing these students into Christ-centered influencers. And so if you'd like to learn more about that camp, we encourage you to go to impact360.org and check out all the information there. And we also have another announcement. This is the first time you're going to be hearing about it, but we're excited because Seth and Nerva is going to be hosting, and I get and to be a part Steven, of it. Steven. <laughs> I'm excited I get to be a part too. of it, too. But we're hosting a Q Commons event here in Lakeland. That's right. Oh, yeah. Now, this has actually happened in Lakeland a few times, and this is all over the country. This is a countrywide event. And if you've not heard of Q Commons before, it's kind of a a once-a-year event, and it's based uh, for the Christian community to talk about leadership and culture, promoting change and hope and all that kind of stuff. And this year, they have some exciting guests. And so how the event works is they do a live stream of some national speakers. And so it is a live gathering. We buy tickets. You go to the event. It's on a Tuesday night in October. And we stream in these special speakers. We have Malcolm Gladwell this year. Uh, He's the host of that Revisionist History podcast, if you've heard of that. Uh, Francis Chan, pastor and author. And then Rebecca Lyons. They're going to be streamed in as national speakers. And then we're also going to have some really exciting local speakers, influential uh, business people and people involved in the community. And they're going to be live at the event speaking. And so we encourage you to look up this event. You can go to qlakeland.com and you can learn more about this event that's happening October 24th. And Seth and Nerva will be there. We might even premiere a new song, brother, for the first, hey, for the first right. time, a live performance of, of actually a single that's coming out this month. So That's awesome. Yeah. That'd be exciting. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Well, we'll see the response from these ticket sales, right. brother. <laughs> so you can, go to Q, you can go to qlakeland.com. There's a link in show notes. It's being hosted at the Dream Center here in Lakeland. And I encourage you to just look that up. We'll be talking about it more as it comes closer, but uh, we'd love for you to be a part if you're around the Central Florida area. Yeah, it's a great way actually to come together for many, many different churches are typically involved and you get to kind of reach across the aisle, meet new people, network and connect and just say, you know, how do we create a better future just for this local community in Lakeland? How do we work toward uh, having a Christian influence and and everything we have, whatever your profession is, how do we bring, how do we bring that under the the leadership of Christ and Mm. and impact society for good? So I think it's going to be an interesting conference and we'll be telling you guys more about it over the next few weeks. We'll put out some videos and stuff like that so you can learn more. That's cool. But anyways, we got a, we got a lot of stuff to cover today. It's going to be kind of like a little bit of a lightning round. So much mm-hmm. has happened, and we're actually getting this podcast out, as you'll recognize, a little bit late. <laughs> we typically try to get it out right. first thing Monday, so this is going to be last thing Monday or first thing Tuesday. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> how much editing is required? Right. Right. Brother Steven's night, his Monday night, what it involves, but... <laughs> But um, yeah, we we I think the last time we were doing a podcast was a couple weeks ago because we did it back to back, right? That's so, right. Yeah, it's been a few so weeks. much has happened. We were like, man, what do we cover? And you know, and I decided one thing, and then something else happened. So right. we're jumping on, you know, the next thing. But I think we wanted to start. Just we watched Nerva and I watched this um, the Candace Owens show. We've talked a little bit about her in the past. A bit of a controversial. Mm. Uh, figure um, many people either hater or, lo- or lover you know there's it's right. you don't tend to get a lot of neutral ground polarizing with her. yes yes mm-hmm. a bit of a polarizing but she you know a lot of courage and she you know thinks differently I think it was Kanye West one he kind of 
helped expand her platform when he tweeted about her and he was, oh, said okay. something like, man, I like this girl. She thinks differently. Interesting. And she, you know, she really she has had the courage to, you know, challenge her own presuppositions. And She doesn't follow the crowd for sure. She does not follow the crowd and she'll <laughs> have a crowd yelling at her and oh, she'll gosh. stand up under it. She'll just she calls everybody them. out from Cardi B to <laughs> she'll listen, challenge the entire Democratic Party, everybody. She she'll say, it. please debate me. Please exactly. meet me at the debate podium. And it, yep. Even that uh, Congress thing she did that that time where she basically <laughs> just read them all their rights, like in I can't yeah. remember what it was a few months ago, mm-hmm. but uh, anyway, she I think she recently got married, and so yeah. on her show she actually interviewed her fiance mm-hmm. like a week before they were going to get married. Yeah, and they're an interracial couple. He's he's from um, London. Hmm. I think they actually did the interview in London. Okay, yeah. but the wild part about it. That really caught our attention was they said they met and got engaged two and a half weeks later. Two and a half weeks. That's quick. <laughs> yeah. Fast. I was like, hold up, what? <laughs> I sometimes don't even decide on a Netflix show. You know? Like it takes me like <laughs> about four weeks to say, am I going to dive into this or uh, not? Can I be for real? Sure. We just do- dove into uh, Downton Abbey oh, last cool. week. <laughs> We finally got into it. Now, no, 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 how no, long did it take on. you? Now, how long was that process? Now, listen. <laughs> okay. The next thing that you say could determine your entire future. <laughs> <laughs> With really? Nerva as part of this organization. Yes. So listen. choose your words carefully, my brother. <clears throat> brother, we've been it. We're already on season two. Hey, oh, come on, we, yes. We, yes it took, the show. You know, last time we watched that first episode and stopped. But now yeah, we pushed through that second one. It starts slow. We're in. We're yeah, in. Yeah. Okay. okay. We're in Wait, it. isn't the movie coming out this yes, month? This month. Oh, really? So you <laughs> got to you got to you got to catch up and then go see the movie. Well, I'm good to go then. All right. Now you're good. Enjoy and listen, now. if you haven't started Downton, I'm just gonna go ahead and give the promo for that too. <laughs> it, it's time. It's past time. It's past that time. That is the you know. There's a there's a weird you know the weird little uh, scene or two in True. the first episode, but yeah. for the most part, yeah. it's actually pretty clean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and the show is just man, it's 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 so good. It's good. It's on yeah. uh, Amazon Prime, all the seasons, so you can go on Amazon Prime and just stream it all. Mr. Bates. Julian Fellows, man, yes, Mr. Bates, yes. great Mr. writer. Bates. It probably, I would say, it's one of our top, if not our favorite show. It's in the top three. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Top five for sure. What? <laughs> it ain't top three for you. I'm very curious what those other four might be. Is I, I know. I'm, I just I'm know I'll be getting right something. Well, you're still waking up. I, I'll let you, baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a Coffee long weekend. Coffee has failed y'all. me today for sure. We did lots of travel, and I'm like, yeah, that's your day. show. Yeah, I know. I, I love know it. I'm not saying shows. that. I'm just saying it. top three. Okay, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's, it's up we're, there. We're, so we're, you know, I think we've confessed this before, but you know, confessions of the soul. We are a bit of uh, Anglophiles, and so it's a little, it's a little bit much. We just love, we love the UK. And when we go over there, for some reason, the mix of traditional and modern is just yeah. in this, We love it. The old, I don't know, the old and new together. It's really, the it's really cool. The clashing of those two. You guys yeah. start on that Poldark show? Listen, finished it, bro. that's what we I was thinking. I said po- Poldark See, is. We're halfway through that one, too. Work it out. <laughs> Here we go. Work okay, it anyways. out. Okay. Yes. That's another so, good one. That's another good one. But. So we were watching this, and he's, he's uh, I can't remember how he got George it. Oh, Farmer? two and a half weeks. Yes. His yes. name is George Farmer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he they met while she was there speaking, and he was there in the crowd, I guess. And um, he's sort of into politics, too. His dad was a, he did something. I can't remember in the interview. He's in the House of Lords or House something. House of Lords, yeah, something like that. So speaker or something. Yeah, they became friends and met at a dinner after that. And so, yeah, but two and a half weeks. That's fast. That's, that's. What do y'all think? Is it? Is mm, it? I don't advise. How long were they engaged? Do we know? That's a good question. I want to say they were engaged. I think for about at least what did she say, five I or six no months. Idea. They had been. It I was a, it was a number it. of months. So that okay. helps. That like yeah, the they've gotten to know each better. other for sure. Still, that's pretty quick. It's pretty quick. <laughs> Two and a half weeks. You know, I was trying to process that. I said maybe their lives are so intense under pressure you know her i can't imagine Mm. what her day-to-day is like and to meet someone that probably mentally socially emotionally meets her head to head Mm. and the click and the chemistry is so amazing you're the one how how fast did brother damon well that's what i was gonna say (laughs) so we had doug on the show yeah my my best friend a while back for the youth pastor um episode if you haven't heard that but yeah he, he and mindy 
met on a missions trip. It okay. was intense, and I think they got engaged after two weeks. For real? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Okay, now, this is more this common though. than I thought. So, so, I still don't advise. Right. <laughs> so here's what I would say. With Nerva... You, she had like a six month rule, man. Like she I wouldn't do. even, like she wouldn't even call it dating until like I crossed that threshold. And what was your reasoning on that? I just tell my girls, listen, it takes for some reason, guys. Hmm. When I was living in Nashville, it's like guys, they don't even know if they really, really like you until six months. Like they go back <laughs> and forth. They, they, they have to. Their thoughts have to catch up to their own words. It's like mm. they say what just, you know, I know this is right in this moment. But then two weeks later, like, what did I just say? Why did I do that? <laughs> you got to give people time to um, get comfortable with yeah. who they are as they're getting to know you. And I just say, you know what? Give it a good six months. And if they're still singing the same tune, <laughs> then you can proceed and still with caution. Oh, yeah. She was cautious. Exercise, self-control. I'm Something old school like that, though. Age, too. You know, if you're. Early twenties. Oh, you give gosh. that thing a year at least. I didn't have a clue. You know, but if you're in your thirties or even forties, maybe it's a little different. I don't know. No, I th- true. I, I think I those mean, are good caveats. And your maturity level, of course. You can be twenty-five and be an old soul. I don't meet a whole lot of them, but they're they're out there. <laughs> I was say, chances are you probably <laughs> think you are there. and you're not. Sure. <laughs> right. Ask your friends. Exactly. You exactly. Can be mature, and um, I'm guessing the both of them. You know, Doug and Mindy. And uh, Candace and George, yeah, it's. I'm not saying it's it's impossible. It just doesn't seem like a great idea, right? right. I think time. what you're saying is, in general, you wouldn't advise it. It's not a good general way to approach it, but there are exceptions for sure. Now that one of the things they were saying was, is you know when you when you know when you, you know, know. You know, and that's true. Mm. And. <laughs> Uh, again, hey. I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm I've had some friends be like, I know I'm gonna marry this girl, but they Ooh. they'll say that like three times in the course of a year about three different people. So I and then, yes. and then there's yes. times when people are like God told me you the one, and I'm like, mm, listen, uh, if I had a, I'm not sure what God you heard. If I had from, one but... nickel for everybody <laughs> when I traveled with Donnie McClurkin that told him that. Oh my, that's listen, true. Listen, we'd be sitting on doves right oh, now. Oh my goodness, here we go. So yeah, the 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 feelings are high. You got to give it time yeah. to settle. Let an argument or two. Mm. Yeah, man. Settle in and see how you handle conflict. Yeah, if you're still reasoning like, oh, we never argue. Like you haven't dated long enough. You know. Exactly. <laughs> like this, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and again, I think there, I think in the case of Doug and Mindy, it worked. And sometimes oh, yeah. it does. And, and like awesome. there's a God factor that changes it. Sometimes sure. there's sure. circumstantial factors. And then there are even cultural factors. Like I was thinking about, because um, our good friends, uh, Ryan and Ida, she's, her parents right. are from India. And she was telling us about, over there they have the two categories. They have love marriage. And I forget the other one arranged? they call yeah, just yeah. arranged marriage Ooh. and she said you know love marriage is a new thing over there relatively right. new oh my right. goodness. They, um, can you imagine like your parents picking your spouse and you, a lot of times like you either don't meet them to the wedding day oh or you meet them goodness. a few times beforehand but in some of those cases she was saying it actually worked a lot better than you think right. it would especially if you had good parents because they would pick good qualities they and right. and i'm just thinking of like there are certain circumstances this isn't exactly the same but where you do meet somebody and somebody you know really really well that knows that person really well they can vouch right. for them and kind of right. overcome at least anything yeah. that's not like the anything that's hidden that right. you might, you know, come across later that, that you sure. would be There's like, oh, man, I had no idea they were hiding there. that. Right. But sometimes a community element like that can weed out some of those um, some of those danger mm-hmm. zones that, that come along with not um, someone, knowing someone really a long time. Nativity story. The right? story of uh, mm. how Mary's parents, like, betrothed her to, to Joseph. And it, she wasn't... It, excited from that you know depiction of the story but my dad used to threaten me with that like, so he's, <laughs> threaten, yeah, threaten. like i will find you the perfect husband i was like uh, i think i'm capable of finding my own and i did awesome <laughs> i'm glad well, thank you. yeah I'm glad, but yeah i'm glad you know, he did not uh i'm glad he didn't he didn't prevail yeah. in that notion mm, because he, uh, he really liked you but yeah you know um i think of that I, you know love it does involve the will it's not just all emotions mm-hmm. and feelings and so you can you can have definitely an arranged marriage where you just assume okay this we're going to commit to this but it's nice to have both feelings and will you know what i'm saying you know <laughs> not just one or the other right. but um yeah yeah i don't you know love i can't marriage. imagine can you imagine 
And, and again, I, I'm sure like, I think even Ravi's talked about that because his, um, oh, his family's, and yeah. I think his brother did have an arranged That's marriage true. and they were saying, yeah. you know, it was very good marriage. And, and for right. many people, it was, they just approach it differently and, and, and probably have a better percentage of staying married yeah, than know? a lot of Americans because of all the other stuff we have. But I, but I am personally thankful for that, <laughs> <You know? laughs> for, for being born in a particular time when I could have a love marriage. Mm. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's been, that's, I'm, I'm yes. And then you. too, in a culture when, when that's all, you know, you probably don't miss out on the other things, you know? Right. Till you right. start watching the American exactly. movies. <laughs> Stay away from right. culture and TV and all that. Yeah. But I think there's something about going into it with that kind of reality and resolve that really sets you up probably for a more realistic picture of marriage than our like Hollywood versions do. And that's why so many right. times we enter into marriage and they don't turn out to be the fairy tale or whatever that you that you think right. it's where you wake up every day and your breath smells great and you think the person's awesome and you never have no problems with them. And, you know, you realize three years down the road that, man, marriage actually takes work and it's Ooh, beautiful and good. Preach. and You right. still love the person, but it's like sometimes that wake up call can be too much for many couples that go into it on false pretenses. I wonder if, too, you know, on the love side of marriage, people who've never been married before believe that they have to be attracted to a person in order to marry them. Mm. Where a lot of times it's not attraction that goes the long haul. Whereas if you enter an arranged marriage, there's no element of, I need to be attracted to this person initially. Like I'm just committing right now. Yeah. And then we're going to learn how to love. And I think everyone has to learn how to love their spouse over time. But to go in with that mentality from the beginning, I wonder if that's different than, figuring that out after three or four years when you're like, Oh shoot. Right. Yeah. That can be a harsh, <laughs> you know, that, that, that gap between expectations and reality right. can be so wide that, you know, you smack your head on the concrete falling right, down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, and, but not to say I don't really love my marriage, babe. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, you don't ever that. have a bad day. No, just no right. <laughs> but the definition changes. Go back to Downton Abbey. That's right. Lady Marion. I don't know how it ends. So no, no spoilers. But uh-huh. you know, she's Oof. trying to. Y'all ain't ready. I'm yeah. gonna say yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> no spoilers. But she's, up. you know, they're trying to get her to marry this guy utili- out of utility. Utility, you know, because yeah, he's yeah. gonna get the inheritance, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't want to marry him just straight from the outset, right? But then, like, with that out of the picture, maybe she's attracted to him. So, anyways, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. It is weird. But um, what's the uh, Dowager Countess in her words? <laughs> Make so sure late. you're sure because marriage is a long business. He ain't seen that part yet. I can tell. It's I haven't a, seen that one. Yeah, that's a great good. love. Her that's a great line. She, she just the brings best. the truth. She's the best. She's got that old school wisdom. She's got that old school wisdom. She can see through things and right. yeah, can man. tell. Make sure. And I think sure. that you know it goes back to kind of what you're aiming for. If your life is about happiness, and happiness is defined as pleasurable satisfaction, and you right. think that other person's going to provide that for you, oh you goodness. get married on that basis. I think that right. kind of quote unquote love marriage sets you up for failure, obviously. And if you think you're having kids for pleasurable satisfaction, Ooh. you got nothing coming. Go on, oh testify my to that, That's a different world too. But again, you know, like you you want to have kids, and you still love kids, and you enjoy kids, but. It is not your satisfaction for a long time. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's work. You know what's interesting, too? Sorry to cut you off. She's, no. She mentions that um, she, they asked a question through uh, the social media, what do you most look forward to? And she really said something heavy. She said, I look forward to now having um, security and feeling at peace about my future. And I was mm. like, ooh, does that? Does marriage bring that? It can in a way for sure, but in other ways it doesn't. And you can have that same security and peace as a single. And then going back to Brother um, Christopher Yuan, who mentioned that, do we make too much out of marriage? Mm -hmm. Is it too much an idol in culture that once you're married, you have security, you have peace, you have the the steadiness Mm -hmm. in life? Mm -hmm. And what are we saying to singles in Christ that aren't married. And so it just made me reprocess that. But when she mentioned those words, I said, I can totally understand that. Cause in her line of work, just doing that alone. Oof. She's it, in the line of fire. She's, she's sure. in the line she's of fire. So to have a partner that's in her corner that has her back and encouraging her, I think that's beautiful, but you can also have that same kind of support and community as a single. But yeah. when she mentioned mm-hmm. those words, I said, wow, I can remember and, thinking that. And what was interesting too, that you pointed out and sorry, we didn't mean to talk about this this long, but, uh, <laughs> but here we are. Yes. Here we are. Yeah. Um, but what was interesting that you pointed out was you said, you know, she really took on almost a different persona yeah. when they were talking. She's usually really aggressive and right. 
forthright and just yeah, she's yeah, the yeah. She, almost always when I see her interviewing people, she's in charge of the interview. Yes, right. Right. but for not some this reason, time. and it wasn't even like you know he he was he's not a boisterous guy at all. In fact, he's right. really mild, <laughs> kind of soft spoken British guy, but. Right. Um, I don't know why, but their dynamic, that was the first, it, it just completely shifted things. It was really interesting to mm. watch that. Yeah. And he was, but he was actually really articulate. He had graduated from Oxford with a theology degree, which piqued really? my interest. And is a Christian. And, well, and that's what I was going to say, because the whole time wow. we were wondering, is he actually a Christian? Because, you know, with right. her, I feel like she's on her way to Christianity, but I don't, right. and maybe she's already there, but she I don't, I don't get the sense that she is fully yet, or at least right. not in maybe not in the fully formed, maybe she still, maybe she is, and she's still working out, you know, orthodoxy. <laughs> right. But, right. um, you know, you get the sense that she's on her way there for sure. But when he was talking, I said, I wonder if she's, he's a Christian. Then she was reading questions from Twitter and near the end of it, she, the question came up, are you a Christian? And he was like, yes, I am. Oh, and wow. I was like, wow. Okay. That's, that's really, um, interesting. I wonder where yeah. that will, right. where that will go and where, where it will take her. So I thought mm -hmm. that was pretty cool, but, but I did think he was very articulate had well-formed views, you know, seemed humble as well in his, you know, in his perspectives, but he, hmm. it, I think he's only 28 years old, so it was interesting. But, you know, bringing up the, seeing the interracial thing obviously connects with us as well. We've had our, had our, you know, I think one of the questions they asked was, have you, what's been the, some of the greatest challenges or have you received you know, a lot of pushback for being mm -hmm. an interracial couple. One of the interesting things was that she pointed out was she said most of the pushback has come from the political left, which hmm. tends to think of themselves as the ones that are for pro progress and yeah, progressive. Right. But they have turned, it's in this sort of weird irony, they've become the ones now that are promoting segregation. Mm. at colleges like to have black dorms for safe spaces and they don't oh, want interracial marriage yeah. so in a sense it's it's regression in the name of progress That's that they're going back to some of these things That's that they true. said they hated she did say that. and mm. i think it's it's really ironic i mean yeah, mm. to, just to see that that's going on, and I do find that honestly in this new, in this new um, kind of neo-Marxist, postmodern sway of our day, when you adopt mm. that paradigm, it does break the narrative when you have interracial marriage and, and coming together. So you really need to keep it um, separate to keep propping up this idea mm. that we're I'm the victim and mm -hmm. you're the oppressor and this kind of stuff. Right. So they don't typically. Uh, he, she said the the mo the strongest pushback has been on that side, That's which so is interesting, interesting because when we first got together, it would have come from the other side, you yeah. know, kind of the far Back right, um, you know, super ultra conservative. Right. You know, you don't want to get you know the the deep hills of Kentucky or right, Tennessee, right. and we did get some of that pushback even, and we talked about that before, and thankfully God um, brought healing, but even with some you know, extended family members mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And we actually spoke about that. We were in Baltimore this past weekend. Yeah. They were doing a fundraiser mm. for um, a school for young black men to help them. Uh, it was a, it was a lady named Dr. Holly who's mm -hmm. raising money for the school to help people get out of tough situations and, ha and mm. move forward. And, you know, throughout the night they were speaking on that topic and we got up there and we got to share about, you know, our song brother and just, mm unity cool. and diversity and all that stuff and i shared a bit about that story but just the fact that you know it's interesting that some of the people that kind of uh really had a problem when we first got together were bible believing christians mm -hmm. and what i shared in in this weekend was that it wasn't because they were bible believing christians it was because they actually had adopted cultural perspectives that blinded them to what the Bible really taught. Mm. And that many, you know, and I also share that, you know, thankfully the, the, the backbone of slavery, we've talked about this before, but William Wilberforce, who was a mm. Bible believing Christian, um, was the one who was instrumental in this breaking the back of the slave trade in the UK. Mm. And it was, it was because he had a good understanding of biblical theology, Martin Luther King, same thing. He grounded in his civil rights movement theologically in biblical principles. Mm. And it was many people that stood alongside of him from the church that understood that, but there were some that were blinded, uh, so blinded that they, they kind of Jerry rigged the Bible 
sometimes right. to fit their own perspectives. Right. And I said, you know, that that was that was what we faced. But nowadays, the temptation is on the other side. Hmm. And, it, and it brought me to this current issue that just kind of I think it came out a week ago or two weeks ago. And it was in Boone, Mississippi, I guess. Was yes. It? Maybe I, I don't know if that was the name of the city, but it was called Boone's Camp Boone, Event Boone, Hall. Sorry, Booneville, Mississippi. Booneville, Mississippi. Yep. But yeah, the, apparently there was a lady that um, she canceled a ceremony for an interracial couple, and she said the reason were was her Christian beliefs. Mm. And uh, it says she was later caught on camera. I'm, I'm getting, I'm reading this from a Breakpoint um, yeah. article. We can link up there, but yeah. Says she was caught on camera later equating interracial marriage with gay marriage and saying her facility can't host either because of her faith. And uh, the writer of this article, John Stone Street, says what she did was indefensible, as is what she said. He said, but don't miss what happened next. She changed her mind and publicly apologized. Why? Asked Stone Street. And, you know, because you might think this happens all the time to people on the gay marriage as well. Right. But often the reason is why, because there's so much pressure, like people. Cultural. Yeah, they just come for them and start coming against them and all that stuff. So they back off and they kind of get weak knees and (laughs) say, well, uh, you know, I don't want to. But he is asking, why did she do it? Well, this is what he said. When, When confronted about her actions and with the urging of her pastor and husband, this business owner says she opened her Bible and found nothing there forbidding or even mentioning interracial marriage mm. and so she changed her mind so the reason this case wasn't pressure is because she actually <laughs> read oh. the bible, the bible, opened the bible. and yeah. saw that oh man this perspective is not based on the bible you know and, right. and that that is in essentially what i was saying this past weekend is you know don't let don't don't feed into this false narrative that's going on equating right. uh, interracial marriage with gay marriage and because the idea is this and and he kind of goes on I actually like the way he puts this, so I'll just read it here. He says, happy ending? Well, not for the critics of the Christian view of marriage who couldn't let such a good headline go to waste. Many saw the incident as proof that objections to gay, quote-unquote, marriage are really no different from objections to interracial marriage. Hmm. If a plea of religious freedom doesn't excuse one type of discrimination, they say, it shouldn't excuse the other. In other words, Jack Phillips is really no different from Jim Crow. Jack Phillips, I think, was the bakery that didn't want to make the cake for the gay marriage. Okay. So the, right. the, the, just, you have to be aware, I know we've said this a bunch of times, but you have to be aware of the very intentional narrative that's been created right. linking civil rights to the LGBTQ yeah. movement, and they, they parallel every part of it. So they say, well, listen, the church, they once argued against interracial marriage on the base of the Bible. They're doing the same thing now with gay marriage. Mm. And what Stone Street and others have said, even back then, was that, no, that was a bad argument from the beginning. It was a misuse of the Bible from the beginning. Right. Just like to be affirming of pro-gay theology is a misuse of the Bible. So the right. parallel actually works in opposite directions. Mm. Um, in both cases, the Bible was misused. In the first one, to say that interracial marriage is wrong. In the new one, to say that gay marriage is right. Right. Both mm-hmm. cases, it's right. a twisting of the Bible, mm-hmm. and um, so he, so Stone Street says, I want to deal specifically with the claim that Christians who believe in man-woman marriage today are just doing the same thing that those who opposed interracial marriage did in past generations. And for the record, I think the answer to this question is also no. The reason this teachable business owner couldn't find racist views of marriage in the Bible is because they are not in there. Quite the opposite. In fact, St. Paul told the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers in Athens that God made every nation of mankind from, quote, one blood. The Christian view of, quote, unquote, races, quite frankly, is that there are none, at least not as defined since the 19th century. On the other hand, Scripture is not silent at all on sexual morality and the structure of marriage. You could write a book about what it has to say on this subject. In fact, I have. (laughs) The biblical testimony for one man and one woman marriage is overwhelming. 
Genesis, which Jesus points to when he is asked about marriage, clearly describes how and why God created humans, not black and white, not gay or straight, but male and female. He joins the two, forbidding anyone to put them asunder. And that just means, you know, to divide them and then tells them to be fruitful and multiply. Our Western concept of race is irrelevant to the biblical definition of marriage, but being male and female is central. And scripture frequently and directly condemns homosexual behavior. So to be clear, support for same-sex, quote-unquote, marriage, and opposition to interracial marriage both require the dismissal of scripture. I don't know he was going to say that, but that's what I just said. Right. Um, Study the scriptures and you'll discover, like this person did in Mississippi, that God condemns racism in all its forms and that there is no biblical case to be found in opposing interracial marriage, nor is there a biblical case to be found in supporting same-sex marriage. And so that's why, you know, when we, when when someone comes up to me in Irvin and, and wants to say, man, you, you know, you, what you guys are doing is wrong. I would say, read the Bible. If someone comes up to someone else who's same sex marriage and says, what you're doing is right. I would also say, read Read the Bible. Bible. And in both cases, I think, um, if you're not doing acrobats trying to get around the meaning of the text, you'll see that they've misread both situations in this case. And this supposed parallel between civil rights and LGBTQ activism is a, is a brilliant, but faulty, um, association. Mm-hmm. And if you need more resources on this kind of stuff, especially, first of all, we have a ton of episodes now about LGBT, the movement, Pride Month, and all that. But we also have links in every episode notes to LGBT resources and thinkers and books and all that kind of stuff. So I encourage you to go there if you'd like to learn more about that. Yeah. And again, um, and I also want to point listeners back to that episode we did with Christopher Yuan, where right. we're talking about how do you deal with the person mm-hmm. That's struggling with these issues. That's what we're talking about here is resisting a movement. What we're talking about there is reaching out to people in love that are actually experiencing these difficulties. And those are two separate issues. Mm -hmm. And this brings us into the next issue in our lightning round. But, um, it's, it's, it's the same thing. This is, this is, this issue keeps, um, popping up and, you know, it often gets said that Christians are just, um, that we are consumed with thinking about sex and talking about sex and the, the, the woes of society. But what really happens is it's, it actually ends up being the opposite of that case often. Mm-hmm. And so what, what happened in this recent um, kind of, I, you call it a controversy in quotes because it really shouldn't have been anything to it, but I guess Drew Brees, he's a quarterback for oh. the new Orleans saints, I think. Mm-hmm. Great quarterback. I think he's one of the one of the better quarterbacks in the league. But he's an outspoken Christian believer. And I guess he did a video, like a little video thing right. for Focus on the Family, where he was encouraging students to, it was like, bring your Bible to school day or right. something National like that. National, bring your Bible to school day. Right, National, bring your Bible. And I, uh, apparently he didn't say anything about sex, but of course people jumped on it and said, look, Drew Brees is connected to this organization. That's a, apparently a hate group focused on the family, right. which if you follow focus on the family over the years, when you realize that they've legitimately been labeled a hate group, it makes you want to laugh if not right. cry. Right. But you know, that's where we are. So they, they said, you know, look at this guy. He's, he hates gay people. He hates, hates LGBT. So they started just like attacking him online. Right. And, uh, one thing after the other. And then he, if he ended up putting out a video on, uh, I don't know if it was YouTube or Twitter, Twitter. actually Twitter. directly to Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Where he kind of, where he responded to this and we're just, I'm, I'm going to play this for you guys. Cause I want you, I think this is, uh, this whole scenario is illustrative of what we're going to see more of and kind of mm. gives us an example to look at to say, man, what's the best way to respond to this issue when, because it's inevitably going to come up. And Drew Brees was not trying to make this about LGBTQ at all. It was, it was about bringing your Bible else. to school, but these organizations are out there like bloodhounds sniffing out any opportunity right. they can to point this out and use this as an, as, as a weapon or basically a tool 
to silence any um, traditional Christian understanding of sexuality, of marriage, all these things. So here's, here's Drew Brees' response on uh, Twitter. Hello, everyone. There's been a lot of negativity spread about me in the LGBTQ community um, recently based upon a article that someone wrote with a very negative headline that um, I think led people to believe that somehow I was aligned with an organization that was uh, anti-LGBTQ um, and, and so on and so forth. Um, I'd like to set the record straight. Um, I live by two very simple Christian fundamentals, and that is love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. I think the first one is very self-explanatory. The second one, love your neighbor as yourself. What does that mean to me? That means love all, respect all, and accept all. So that is actually how I live my life. That is what I try to do with my family, with my teammates, with uh, people in my community, with my friends, all people, no matter your race, your color, your religious preference, your uh, sexual orientation, um, your political beliefs, it doesn't matter. So the fact that these rumors um, have been spread about me are completely untrue. What I did was I filmed a video recently um, that was encouraging kids to bring their Bibles to school for National Bring Your Bible to School Day. To bring your Bibles to school, to be able to live out your faith with confidence, and I even gave one of my favorite Bible verses. It was as simple as that. So I'm not sure why the negativity spread or why people tried to rope me into certain negativity. I do not support any groups that discriminate um, or that have their own uh, agendas that are trying to um, uh, promote inequality, okay? So hopefully that has set the record straight uh, and we can all move on because that's not what I stand for. Uh, have a great day. All right, so <laughs> I don't think that sets it straight enough, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and, I, and if you're listening In to this- In his eyes, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, if you're listening to this, I want you to think about that. When you, when you first heard that just now, if you if this is your first time here, what what thoughts came to your mind? How do you, how did you discern what he said, and did he accomplish what he was trying to accomplish in that in that post? And that, I guess I'd put that before you guys today. What was y'all's initial thoughts? You know, I first of all applauded him um, coming forth saying yes. I did do a video with um, this organization, and I. Applaud. I mean, I wanted kids to celebrate their faith. I wanted them to be confident, bring their Bibles to school. And I love that and right. for anyone in, in the sports industry to stand up for that. I think it's beautiful. I think, uh, I think this whole battle caught him off guard. I think he is unaware of um, the language LGBTQ has adopted, that if you are a Christian— and if you support any Christian organization, then you are anti-LGBTQ. So I think he got caught up in all of that. So my initial thought was, oh, bless his heart. He's just doing his Christian walk. <laughs> you gave him the, oh, bless his heart. You man. know, I, I know. It. I just think it's beautiful. But he welcome to the battle. It has come to his doorstep. And mm. here we are. And so he's baffled by it all. That was my initial thought. Yeah. What you got, Brother Rubbles? I was impressed at how outspoken he was about his Christianity, yeah, talking about God and you know the two commandments. Like he knew some Bible there, you know he called out the greatest two commandments that Jesus did, and so I was impressed by that. But he also made it clear that he did not want to take the hard stance and not affirm LGBT, and he was explicit to say that he accepts all, regardless of race or gender orientation or identity and so i think he he was extremely good at not taking a side in the moment like i don't think it was strong enough where again like on a cursory viewing if you're like watching that twitter video and still scrolling on something else you'd be like man drew got it man it's, yeah he's a christian sure. and he's he spoke for jesus and like yeah. he did it and i was like he also had an opportunity to be clear about a biblical value and and wasn't that clear it was it was clearly taking the christian stance on the cover your butt side not to take the christian stance and mm. also take a stand side that's that's how what i felt initially. interesting uh, okay. interpretation brother that's well, what that means to you huh <laughs> my subjective <laughs> no, I, understanding right, right no i thought you know so here's here's the funny thing i think what you initially said was right on because 
in this tweet, actually the first line, it says, hopefully this sets the record straight with who I am and what I stand for. And in, in <laughs> essence, it did anything but set the record straight. Well, However, yeah, go ahead. But got? in his own world, I don't think, I think he was setting what he did straight. Like, I'm not coming for y'all. I'm simply asking kids to be strong in their faith. And I think yes. he did set that record straight. But um, if they were to come to him and ask him, okay, where do you stand yeah. on this issue? Then he would have to then set that particular record straight. But right. I don't know that he was aware that he needed to in this apology. But I think all the other apologies I've seen, what is his name, Mario Lopez, yeah. they backed down. Yeah. But I don't know that this was as... You don't feel like this was a backing I'm down. not sure yet. Okay. I'm not sure yet. And this might be nitpicky, but in, okay. in his tweet that went along with this video, uh-huh. he says, I hope this sets the record straight. Okay. And then he says, I love, respect, and accept all. And all is in all caps. Yes. Which is interesting. Okay. So and that means affirm? Right. Well, does that they, mean affirm or does yeah. that mean right. if you come to my house, do I not let you in? Of course he'd let someone in his house. Except right. is that see that word acceptance to me is See, the, that's what you're hitting on. But that's what sure. makes it unclear. Right. That's gotcha. what makes right. this whole thing in in ambiguous and, and it's like an equivocation of accept like sure i don't yeah. know so so the important words and this is i just it, it, our listeners this is how we all got to think through this stuff mm-hmm. when you hear people make these statements you you want to attune your antenna to yeah. definitions of words Come on. so That's the important it. word the first one the important one to ask is what does he mean by accept right the next one was um discriminate when he said, um, and let me go back down, I do not support any groups that discriminate hmm. or that have their own agendas trying to promote inequality. What does he mean promote by inequality? inequality? And to discriminate, the only group of people that are claiming to have been discriminated is the LGBT community, I would think. Right, right. And so, so th- because it was ambiguous, mm-hmm. actually the CNN article that I found this in, sure. p- this was their title. Now, that's not to say that this that CNN is honest cuz <laughs> i mean sure. basically we we know that they've just basically given up on journalism and they're just in the the propaganda mm. business but their title said Drew Brees says he doesn't support a conservative christian organization after appearing in a video they made so their interpretation right. of his text was he is not supporting focus on the family Right, that he's basically back that he's backing yeah. off of the association with focus on the family and saying that that group is discriminatory and they are promoting inequality and I'm not like that. I accept all that. That was the way right. CNN interpreted what Drew Brees said. And I'll say this: I don't know that everyone is aware of um, the language anti-LGBTQ, if you are a Christian, I think that people still think that you can be a Christian and love all people, not affirm uh, that community and still be safe. But I think this, I don't know, I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt. I I feel like he was unaware that any Christian, Chick-fil-A, all of the Christian organizations are seen as promoting inequality. And that's that's a huge thing to know and accept. And if you're not in that current events, understanding that language, I don't know that he is. I, right. And he might be. I just don't know yet. And I don't know. Yeah. I've seen we got people, a little debate going I hear on you. Here. I've <laughs> seen people. I've seen people just kind of bow down and like I want to. I want to keep my Hollywood job, and I'm not trying to come against. I'm gonna just stay in this. And I don't. I'm not sure yet that this is him because he's still. Um, I'm saying I I told kids and it's huge today to tell kids to bring your Bibles to school. Right. And I love that. I love his stance on that. And so that's and even to say that to that community is training up children to be (laughs) to promote inequality. So. Yes. What you got? But the only thing I was going to say is this video has two million views on his Mm -hmm. Twitter and who knows how many more million views elsewhere. If he is this strong of a Christian as he is claiming, mm-hmm. he had an opportunity to say something important, something that in every other case, it was only because a talk show host or someone on The View questioned some, a Christian about their stance on homosexuality. Okay. 
And this would have been one case where he could have been proactive and taken a stance and shown that you can still love and be a Christian and still have this stance from a very influential figure. Okay. And I don't think he had to go on a long explanation about what he feels or whatever. A simple thing, a simple thing to say, I love all. I don't agree with every kind of X, whether it's lifestyle or, or everyone's actions in mm-hmm. these in different communities. But I never want to discriminate, and you know, okay. I feel like he could have planned it out a little better. Yeah, and he actually could have said something important while still right. covering his butt, which I feel like he was clearly such doing. as. Like I just said, how like, do you say it? Impor- like how do you address? Okay, so I am a Christian. I am not affirming of the lifestyle, but I do love y'all. Something like that. That that alone. Okay. Because then it would have shown that okay, here's a huge football NFL quarterback. Okay. And and maybe also mentioning focus on the family. I mean, if he took the time to actually do a video for them, it kind of feels like he's kicking them to the curb now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So to at least give a little call out like, I, see. I do not believe focus on the family is a discriminatory organization. And I still support what they do in the work for marriages and family. I don't know if he feels that way. Okay. He might've just been addressing that article that was just so jarring to him. Like, wait a minute, what are y'all talking about? I don't support organizations that promote inequality and are just haters and things like that. And I think that was eye opening for him that that kind of organization Christians are seen in that light from that community. And so now he knows. And I, I think if the pressure continues, um, you know, cause people are losing their jobs. People are being uh, ostracized and marginalized for this. And so at that point, if he says, okay, I love y'all and I accept and affirm you guys, but I don't. I don't know that he is not saying that or is right. saying that. I feel like it would have to be a pretty heavy rock that he would be under <laughs> to uh-huh. not know that this is going on. You think so? I mean, I've the, got friends that have no clue. I mean, even just the Chick Fil A stuff that's been out for a long time. Focus just going to church. They don't shop. At, they don't go to Chick Fil A. They they are unaware of the pressure Dan Kathy's on. I promise you, there are communities that are still unaware of that. The LGBTQ community has taken a civil rights approach and they're pushing laws to make it so that you can go to jail today if you discriminate against you don't think same a, sex. An NFL quarterback on his level would have some kind of somebody saying like, hey, or some conversations to know what's going on. You know, in the country. I, 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 I mean, he sees the halftime shows. I know pastors that, um, they're just unaware. But I understand how you can be in a bubble sure. in church. Sure. But okay. to be in a bubble and also playing at every huge football stadium around the country where you're driving through these huge cities. Yeah, and- but I'm thinking of that culture. You're just doing your sports. You're traveling. You're all There's love everywhere. People accept. And it's a party. You don't know of the legalities and the language. You might. Maybe. The yeah, same, no, like, yeah, if like- you're a Christian, then you're a hater. <clears throat> what kind of, I mean, where does that come up? And it, and it might. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm giving well, it a bit because today to to um, even do a video for them and say, I want kids to be confident in their faith. Take your Bibles to school. That alone is bold and brave. But how would he know it's even bold and brave if he's also not aware of the cultural climate? I'm not sure that he knows it's bold and brave. I'm saying it's bold. Yeah, yeah. And he is just doing a Christian thing as he's doing his sports and he was raised a Christian maybe um, as a Christian now. But to... Um, you know, people, I'm sure Mario Lopez had no idea all mm. of the hate mail he would get just for saying, I'm not sure it's wise for kids to choose their gender at three years old. Right. But now he knows. For sure. So, but so you've been quiet oh, over no, there, no. brother. I, what I'm questioning is, is he aware of how Christendom is seen today by that community right. and what the language is? Right. Inequality, promoting inequality, you know, hate yep, all that. So, uh, just because we're getting low Sorry. on time here. I w- no, that's good. I want to jump in because I think one yeah. thing is clear, sure. that it was unclear. <laughs> and I think, um, sure. so So what you yeah. have here is is we do need to know what to say. And that, that comes sure. back to why we're doing sure. this podcast, honestly, because if you are in the public light, and even if you're not, like this thing is coming right. to your doorstep. Preach it. It's climbing in so your windows. <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wife. Yeah. They're they getting everybody, they get everybody up in here. So... Um, <laughs> 
just you know i want to actually yeah. and, and we're not you know we get no money from breakpoint i just think they put out such good material but they actually started putting up these videos what would you say so they oh, have one good. in response to this maybe we'll find that and link mm. it for you and that's we'll so just good. we'll leave that to them to give you kind of how to how do you articulate this but i will say this so sure. i think there's two options there, the the one interpretation, <laughs> exegesis of his if his tweet is that he basically backed down and threw folks on the family uh, under see. the bus. I see. Now that is what Ryan Bomberger took him to do. So I'm just going to read a little bit of okay. his okay. post here. Oh, he I says, love Ryan Bomberger's. You know, he yeah, he's like words. the Christian Candace Owens. You know, what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? But, yeah. Um, he said, okay. according to LGBT activist orgs, this is on his Facebook and their media allies, Drew Brees promoting kids taking a Bible to school in a promo video by Focus on the Family for Bring Your Bible to School Day is, quote, homophobic, hateful, bigoted, and discriminatory, unquote. Funny. Believing in the good book used to be called, quote, Christian. Now, as usual these days, spinelessness has set in and Drew Brees did an immediate about face, distancing himself from Focus on the Family. On Twitter, he bowed to LGBT Inc. and promoted the false narrative that Christianity is about accepting all. It's not. It's about loving God, and in parentheses, and hating what is evil, mm. and loving one another. But And this is a phrase I think that's really good. He said, but loving every human being is not the same as loving every human doing. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think so. Here's here's I'm I'm gonna give both options. I'm I'm gonna say it's possible to understand. I think either interpretation is plausible. I do lean toward the fact that he 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 kind of got weak and and backed off and threw focus on the family under the bus. But I do understand where you're coming from too, Nerva. I think it's possible that he was unaware of how this language is being used, yeah. and he's mm. he's just he's accepting the presuppositions of these definitions of discrimination and inequality sure. that the culture sense. has taken yeah. for granted. And maybe mm. he doesn't even know what much about focus on the family. And maybe he thinks, Oh man, are they un-? see the, the important thing is we all discriminate. Of course, like everything, for instance, um, you know, you have to be 16 year old years old to get your license it's a discrimination to not sure. let a 15 year old or 14 year old. Yeah. But the question is, is unjust discrimination. Right. So in other words, if you go to, you know, you want to go to Harvard campus and sit on an, in a class. And if you're not a student there and they might say, well, you can't do that. This is for students only. They've discriminated. But if they say, well, you can't be a student because you're Buddhist. Well, you know, then you get into that. Well, this is unjust discrimination. You're discriminating on the basis of religion. And right. that's the problem. Sure. Um, inequality, everything, you know, we all have, like you can't necessarily I can't go out right now to the bank and draw out two hundred thousand dollars. But a rich guy down the street could. Well, that's that's not equal. Well, of course not. Yeah. What's what the problem is unjust inequality. Right. And that's the the stuff that never gets discussed and it's built into these definitions. Sure. So what Drew Brees did, whether he meant to or not, he accepted those false definitions. Yeah. And then he operated off of those and said, Well, I want to love and love means accepting all and affirming all. Maybe. He didn't go that far, but it did give that at least enough for CNN to think that he meant that. And he then said, you know, I don't want to be part of Christian organizations that discriminate and promote inequality. And again, what does he mean by that? Because that makes all the difference in the world. If you mean by discrimination that he doesn't want to be part of um, Christian organizations that hold that marriage from God is between one man and one woman, and that they that's what real marriage is, mm-hmm. then you've got to throw out every Christian organization that's biblically faithful. Mm-hmm. And so that needs to be more carefully articulated. And we, we've had friends have gotten caught up in this, so we, we understand like they weren't prepared for it in the public setting, and they got steamrolled. They didn't know what hit them. Um, and again, going back to the Lauren Daigle episode, we were giving her room to say, man, you know, maybe she just hadn't thought through this enough. But the, but the thing is if we're pastors in church, man, equip, whether the football players or actors, like we've got to do a job of equipping people because this stuff is coming to your doorstep Mm -hmm. and they need to understand these terms clearly and understand the biblical perspective so that when they, when they say these things, they don't throw focus on the family under the bus, even by accident, because focus on the family actually is 
Even if you don't agree with everything they say, it's a biblically faithful organization that does love people and does accept people of homosexual orientation, whatever orientation they might be, while still holding to the biblical principle that there is a sexual ethic that we're called to live up to, and anything short of that is sin and not okay in God's sight. Yeah. And but that would is an you call them an organization that promotes inequality? Say that again. Would you call uh, Focus on the Family an organization that promotes inequality? Right. Not by a proper understanding and of inequality. And that's what I think that he is articulating. Hopefully, but, like I said, but because, we, I don't know but because he hasn't qualified yeah. it, it's sure. going to get interpreted through the lens of how that word yeah. is used. Because it's, because it's become a buzzword now sure. where inequality means you don't affirm same-sex marriage that is what inequality means in our culture now so you can't just accept their terms and operate off that you have to you have to challenge the presupposition of their definitions or you have to just say i don't i don't think the inequality that you're talking about is a bad thing and you need to tell me why it is Mm. um you know those are those are things that need to be said so again if you're right and he 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 did it unknowingly the effect is still real of the way that it gets understood broadly speaking in our culture is that focus on the family is a hate group yeah. and if you want to be a loving person you Don't can't be like them, them. Yeah. you know yeah. i think that's the takeaway for many people sure. um and so I don't, again, not, not to beat up on him, just in the future, I would encourage people to watch these kind of videos like, what would you say? And, and just be prepared, right. especially if you're a public figure, because I think it's That's an opportunity for us to stand and show that you can be loving. Mm-hmm. And in fact, right. you really can't, like as we said this week, you can't be loving without truth. You can't be Definitely. loving, in fact, without properly discriminating. Um, I mean, to be faithful in marriage is to discriminate and say, this is my wife. I can have sex with her and not these other women. <laughs> so in, in, in fact, love in that case entails discriminating between your wife and other women. So you have to, you have to clearly articulate that in this culture where dif- definitions have been misused and made to be so amorphous so they can prop up ideas that can't be argued for on a rational basis, which is basically where we're at with postmodernism. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> Did you find this video where Drew Brees addresses the idea that he wasn't aware of focus on the family's views on LGBT? I didn't, I couldn't find, yeah, I looked for that, but I couldn't find that so, video. Let's just play that real quick. Sure. I was not, I was not aware of any of the, the things they said about uh, them lobbying uh, uh, for, you know, anti-gay, uh, any type of messaging or um, inequality or any any type of hate um, type related stuff. I was not aware of that at all. Um, and 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 again, uh, the video itself was just focused on National Bring Your Bible to School Day. It was not promoting any group. Certainly not promoting any group that is associated with that type of behavior. Because I know that there, are, unfortunately, there are Christian organizations out there that are involved in that kind of thing. And to me, that is that is totally against what being a Christian is all about. Being a Christian is is love. It's it's forgiveness. It's respecting all. It's accepting all. It's everything that I said in, in the video that hopefully you guys saw and everybody else will. So what's a shame is that people will make headlines just to get hits, just to get views, and then all of a sudden these rumors spread that are completely untrue. Okay, I stand corrected. <laughs> well, again, I stand I think- corrected. So from that. Are we saying he is accepting and affirming? See, I don't know. I, I think, again, sure. this is what happens when you are you are starting with the cultural presuppositions. Okay. I wonder if a pastor sat down with him and said, so are you saying that gay, homosexual, sexual activity is okay before God and that same-sex marriage is just as okay before God as, as opposite-sex marriage? Mm-hmm. I don't know what he would say, honestly, but I think... His understanding here is that what Focus on the Family is doing is anti-gay, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and that it's again and that it's hateful to gay people. That misunderstanding is based either on a lack of knowledge or it's based on a on an affirming stance that's sure. just unbiblical. Those are the only two options I think you have with gotcha. interpreting where he's at. Gotcha. And so again, I would say, um, 
don't don't let's we cannot adopt these terms like focus yeah. on the family is anti-gay. No. We have to we that's to adopt that's to lose the battle from the start. Mm. Um, we have to assess those more clearly because what focus on the family is lobbying for is traditional marriage. Yeah, marriage is according according to the Bible. That's for the good of the common good of societies. And um, if you're interested more of you know statistics on why marriage is a fundamental unit of society and what, how it works toward the common good. I would start with Wayne Grudem's book on politics. His, he's got a chapter on marriage where he argues even in the public square for why a society should limit marriage to that traditional understanding that most societies throughout history have done. There's yeah. a very good reason for that. Um, so to lobby for that is not anti-gay and that's the mistaken presupposition exactly. that he's operating mm-hmm. off of there mm-hmm. and that it's just that it's unjustly discriminatory and unjustly um a form of of inequality and so i i hope i hope that someone helps him understand that and just tease that out a little bit help us all because a lot of culture still needs that understanding and i want to go on record saying that i love focus on the family <laughs> <laughs> i don't discriminate against you i do love all your articles and teachings so yeah i yeah. get it i just i'm aware and i run in circles with people who are completely unaware of yeah. this these terms and how they've been adopted hijacked. but yeah hijacked yeah. and adopted by that community yeah so. for sure and so they're like oh they discriminate that's awful i'm like wait a minute now what the bible says yeah man and so and, and the last thing we'll end with here babe that and I think it made for a great discussion because I think yeah. that interpretation you gave was on the table. And then as he clarified it, it seems like. Nah, y'all was just up against me. It's all good. I was outnumbered. No, I'm kidding. I get it. I just, you know, you can't out. The thing about it is like you read and you hear and you just don't know people's motives. In for their sure. Initial. You can't see in their hearts all right. the time, but you do. You do kind of discern. And so y'all were on it. Y'all were no, right. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that one it was it was ambiguous. I think mm-hmm. it's clarifying though. But he, you know, that brought me to the last thing here. Okay, There's another ahead. article from Breakpoint called "Woke Capitalism Targets Religious Freedom." Just so you're aware of this, so it's it's part of a movement again that we have to resist, but. The so so there's these organizations out there that are literally going through and labeling organizations like Focus on the Family, the AFA, um, all these ones. We would just if you actually know much about the organizations, you would say they're just down the middle of the line, Bible-believing Christian organizations. These aren't the you know, Westboro Baptist churches that are burning Korans or mm-hmm. the people that are saying God hates you know, gay people with signs. Or, these aren't these crazy organizations on the fringe. These are down the middle. But, and they're, they're being labeled with an H, like literally. So for hate, okay. for hate groups. Mm. So... Um, by the Southern Poverty Law Center, which once upon a time actually did some good things, but they have just, you know, kind of unfortunately lost their mind. And (laughs) there's even this thing called Amazon Smile Program. It said when participants in this program make a purchase on Amazon, half a percent of their price of their purchase can be designated as a donation to the charity of their choice. 0.5% might not sound like much, but as of last fall, Amazon had donated more than $100 to eligible charities through the SMILE program. Well, in response to outside pressure, Amazon now excludes any organization designated as a hate group wow. from the program. So the ADF, the Family Research Council, all these groups that are really good groups are now barred from the Amazon SMILE. Mm. But more than that, there's these this new strategy to target um, donor-advised funds. And these funds manage charitable donations on behalf of families, individuals, and organizations that carry along specific tax benefits and are offered by most of the major wealth management organizations. Essentially they allow a donation to be made now with the tax deduction, but distributed later according to the wishes of the donor. Um, They're starting this, these companies over starting to target these, the ones labeled as hate groups like Mm. these organizations and not allow them. So people are going to have to find other routes to go through. And they list some other places they can go to now, Christian organizations that are developing to combat this. But I just, you know, I want you guys to be aware today that this is going to intensify and you need to be prepared for it. He talks about having a theology of getting fired 
we have to we're it's just gonna it's basically gonna come down to okay everybody stand up and bow to this golden idol Mm. and are you gonna do it or not and and i'm just you have to first of all have knowledge of the biblical perspective of this issue uh you know you need to have a thorough understanding of it secondly you need to know how to articulate it and third you need to know how to stand for it even if it costs you Wow, and um, and and to work for it, you know, to we got to understand the politicians that are involved. When we, we vote for people, where are they at on these policies? Are they willing to override religious and conscious freedoms um, in favor of these quote unquote LGBTQ rights and in, in these types of things? Um, and if they are, what what are, what other things are involved? But we need to know that and vote accordingly. We need to um, campaign, help help people in our churches understand these issues and how dangerous they are because there's more at stake than just our personal Mm -hmm. uh worship um in our in the walls of our church the the common good is at stake Mm -hmm. and what built the foundation of democracy which is the essential freedoms freedom of religion freedom of conscience and freedom of speech um that's under intense attack right now in the name Mm -hmm. of in the name of lgbtq activism but there's a deeper root of totalitarianism that that is there that really wants to tear down really the good parts of western civilization that um we have been providentially gifted that we the, the parts that are good that we need to hold on to and correct the parts that aren't as good and so um we will have the resources you can link on and, yep. and hopefully just want to um alert you to these issues that are going on and 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 say let's keep you know keep pressing into the to our walk with the Lord and keep growing in our understanding and doing our necessary homework. Yes. And we had, we had a conversation today for sure. Yes. So <laughs> we'd love to hear what you thought yeah. as well. You can tweet at us at FreemindFM, comment on the Instagram post that goes up at FreemindFM and on our Facebook page, FreemindPodcastFM. Wanted to shout out, thank you for those new Patreons that joined us this yeah, past man. month. Uh, Jennifer and Todd and Emily uh, recently joined our Patreon. So, Thank you so much for doing that. That's awesome. And we had a little bonus episode a couple weeks ago. And again, if you contribute anything to the Patreon, you get access to all those previous bonus episodes. So you can go to patreon.com slash freemindfm and join us there. We're trying to get to that uh, first goal to get uh, two episodes a month. Or no, two episodes a week, excuse me. Hey. Two episodes a week. And so that's a, an awesome first goal. And so you can join us there. And uh, you can email us, podcast at freemind.fm. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. And thank you again for the five-star reviews. We had a couple more these past couple weeks in uh, Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So thank you for that. And if you haven't yet, you can go to Apple Podcasts, search for Free Mind, and give us a five-star rating there as well. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next week. I am-